The beautiful people, the beautiful people, it's all relative to your size or your steeple. Marilyn Manson was really cool when we were 12 and we heard he sucked his own dick. Yeah, boom. That was the first person we heard about sucking their own dick. He was not the first person I heard about sucking his own dick because I went to a, I was grew up in Ottawa, Canada, which is literally the town from Twin Peaks, but way weirder, way creepier. Yeah. It's it's a way cre- posh and scummy. Oh. Like what if all the rich people in uh, the hills had pickup trucks? Well, here's what it, here's the problem with Ottawa. It's that it's like, hey, all of you people that are in your 30s, act like you're in your 50s, but fuck like you're in your 20s. <laughs> That's no problem though. Yum 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 yum. Um yeah, when they did the Ashley Madison hack, statistically speaking, uh half the people in Ottawa were on it. That's my favorite thing about the Ashley Madison hack. For those of you that don't know, that was a website that was it was um promo- promoting cheat on your damn wife. Yeah, it was a website for cheating on your goddamn wife founded by a nephew of Toronto comedian Lawrence Morgan Stern. No yes. loud man and eat your food man. Eat your food, burp in your face, chew with his mouth open. Yeah, eat your food, chew with your mouth open. Man in his 50s behaved like he was 10. Um, yeah. Like all the bad parts about being 10 where you'd be like, I want to fucking smack that kid. Yeah. Who's that? Let's put it this way. You knew he was losing, he was trying to lose weight because he'd be wearing cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing I really liked. I liked that Ashley Madison, after it came out, everyone tried to present it as like, oh, all these men are, you know, trying to cheat on their wives. They're the bad guys. But then, of course, it was revealed mostly it was just porn bots getting a bunch of money from the old men who were like, do you love me? And she was like, yes, send money to Link. Okay. Of course it was. Of course. That's what porn is, baby. I remember we both watched a documentary on that hack and then... Uh, silently acknowledged we'd both jacked off to one of the porn stars featured because she was also a Wall Street consultant. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I openly did it. <laughs> I fucking jacked it to that girl. Yeah, it is weird how open you are about who you jack off. Like, you'll walk into Dylan's house and it'll be like, Lisa Ann, 2002 clips. <laughs> I never did Lisa Ann clips, I'll be honest. I never really got into it myself. It's one of those things where I yeah. actually find her very amusing on the radio. She does a lot of radio interviews, and I just like how passed she... Passed me by. Um, what I do enjoy is that how she just openly talks about how she's fucked a lot of celebrities, but she won't tell you who. She's like, oh, they get in contact. Athletes especially. <laughs> I like them big. <laughs> You're just like, good for you, madam. And yeah, she called out a bunch of other porn stars for talking about who they've had sex with. She's like, that's no one's business, but you and your partners. Unless it's filmed. And it's like, <laughs> yeah, unless it's filmed. That's the big F there, bud. Ifs, ands, and they put it in their butts, you know? Um, yeah, speaking of butts, <laughs> let's talk about there you go. Billy Gunn. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, we I gotta say it. It's the worst part of his career. He is on drugs, ladies and gentlemen. He is on drugs. We sk- So we squeezed. We fucking squeezed and we squeezed and we squeezed. Not me. I don't squeeze. We squeezed uh, an hour out of Reno from the Natural Born Thrillers. 
this is going to be just as difficult because we're talking about Billy Gunn when he was the manager of the beautiful people. And most of this will just be about the beautiful people. And if you don't remember the beautiful people, then rem- you probably have had a three-way. <laughs> I do not remember the beautiful people. I have not had a three-way, although looking back on my years in university, I only realized this year, oh, I definitely could have had a three-way that evening. I'm a piece of shit. That's the problem. You, all, you only see it in hindsight. Is a three-way when you jack off next to two sleeping women? Because then, uh, yes, I have. Yeah. Oh, that's that's true, Dylan. Then you've had an eight-way. <laughs> yeah. Back when you were working at that maternity ward, Dylan is a pedophile. <laughs> you saying these are new babies? Yum, 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 yum. Oh, no, 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 got that new car smell by the way the three-way when i jacked off next to the sleeping women i paid them both good yeah they were they were ladies of the evening or midday as i prefer <laughs> oh, no. have you ever had a prostitute dylan I, you don't strike me as a prostitute guy no 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 i don't want to because the whole point of it is to have someone like you too yeah that's exactly <laughs> that's exact the whole point of, that's the whole point of it like i don't know if I just wanted, like, if I just wanted to get it done, I'd probably just buy one of those fucking puss-only things. Yeah. And then be like, ooh. And then probably use that way too much for a week. And then be like, who am I? <laughs> Throw it in the dumpster and never talk to anybody. I remember I was at the Just for Last Festival and they'd given us all fleshlights. And I remember at the... Par- Fleshlight was sponsoring everything for a while. Oh, yeah. They really were like, you know what? Our product is kind of gross, so instead of, um, you know, putting it in the dark, here's what we're going to do. We're sponsoring fucking everything. Three-legged race, Barney the Dinosaur, yeah, yeah, yeah. the Oscars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's very often not discussed that the 72nd uh, Academy Awards was brought to you by the uh, Jenna Jameson molded fleshlight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's why Harvey Weinstein didn't actually attend, because he was too busy... Uh, he what he did is he dislodged the membrane of the plastic vagina and put that on his disgusting, gross, gray penis, and then he shoved <laughs> the plastic portion up his ass. But he did it um, uh, vertically as opposed to horizontally, and uh, it it um, it extended his asshole to the point he began to uh, rupture. So he had to go to Cedar yes. Cedar Sinai Hospital, and uh, they ripped it all out of him. And um, the that entire story is still more pleasant and more thought out plot wise than the movie Hateful Eight. Take that, Quentin. <laughs> Take that, Quentin. What was it? Hateful Eight, and then there was that one where they all go into the hotel that was last year. Who who owns the hotel? John Hamm was in it. John Hamm and Jeff Daniels are in it. Oh yeah, um, like it's called like like like. Party Town, Arizona. I watched I watched yeah. most of it on a plane, and I have no idea what it was about. I watched it all on a plane. It was pretty good. Yeah, you love it. You love John Hamm, though. You're always just like, oh, he... It was exactly Hateful Eight, though. Like, it was exactly the Hateful Eight. Like, everything that happens in the Hateful Eight happens in that movie. If you haven't seen the movie that we're vaguely talking about, and you haven't seen Hateful Eight, then watch them both, I guess. I don't fucking know, because it'll be better than fucking watching 2008 TNA. Oh, God. Okay, so let, this isn't the crazy... Because let me get my TNA timeline right. This is right yes. as... This is right before Hogan and Bischoff come in, so they're negotiating. Yes? Let's look that up. C- context would have been good beforehand for one of us to look up, but... So I'm looking up Hulk Hogan TNA debut right now. Oh, there's a place called Hulk Hogie's in Oshawa, by the way. 
Hulk Hogan's in Oshawa? Yeah. I actually did know I did know that. There's now let's be the first person. It's fun to be the first person to Google something. Hulk Hogan TNA debut. 2009 <laughs> to 2010. So then so this is before this is before Hogan and TNA, so this is once again the end of Russo because this is what happens when Billy Gunn doesn't have the road dog. Is you thought things were bad, but they get even fucking worse. But what's crazy is he does not leave. Like this is like I will give this man one thing, which is it's like he is in the vein of Mark Henry, where it's like, are you yeah. you paying? I'm staying. Yeah, I'll be a stupid character, and I don't even need to be high status. I prefer not to be because that would involve showering. <laughs> he went from badass. I love asses. Yeah. I can just be um, a real quiet, real confused man making low six figures. Yeah. And also the work schedule here is insanely better. Absolutely. Because you could close out feasibly a WWF pay- or house show in the n- in 1999 with the New Age Outlaws versus a tag team. Probably you could easily because they'd be the heels and they'd be bumping I guarantee around. they did. I of gar- course they would. If they did... If they did New Age Outlaws versus Too Cool, Steve Austin could not follow that. <laughs> but you could, like, that was a solid act, whereas, like, no one who's watching Impact is like, where's Kip James? <laughs> I was. I was constantly asking where for Live Crew was. I was always like, I preferred the green shirts. I preferred when they went to Kip to rap and he didn't rap. He just yeah. spoke in a non-rhythmic manner. My, na- yeah. my name is Kip and I don't prefer all this lollygagging. <laughs> I prefer regular gagging on my dick. Nice. My name is Kip, and I'm newly divorced. I want to do to your vaginas. <laughs> my name is Kip. I'm newly divorced. Show me where the 18-year-olds hang out. <laughs> Hello. My name is Kip. I bought this leather jacket. Yeah. They've never done a freshly divorced character <laughs> in wrestling, and I feel like Kip James had a real shot to be like, He's just wearing a leather jacket with whatever he thinks the kids are into nowadays, and and then his girlfriend comes out, and she's so scared. One of those girls who lo- still looks, like, very young. Uh, she's 18. That's the first way he introduces. She's 18, just so you know. Okay, no, no, so it's no, not no, creepy. No, 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 no. Listen, you've been, you, have, you have not been around nearly as many divorced people as I have. Let me explain to you. It's, you don't say the age. What they'll just go, they, they go, lead with this. Very mature for her age. <laughs> That's very funny. Yeah, they will say that. She's uh, she's pretty mature. And yeah, and any whatever their fashion was the day before they are divorced, it is the polar opposite of it. The yeah. the day they are now divorced. If they wore like suits every day, with like a nice collar, well appointed tie, pointy shoes, they're showing up in a hockey jersey and shorts with flip flops. <laughs> So they go from Ric Flair to Bret Hart real quick. Yeah, 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 yeah. They go from, yeah, and if they're dressed like Bret Hart, then they'll show up dressed like the American Badass Undertaker. Then they'll go from American Badass Undertaker, weirdly, to um, uh, Billy and Chuck style greased and like working out a lot. (laughs) Well, Billy Gunn, baby, here's what happens. So... He declares himself the megastar, which is an Aaron. Like, basically, he goes back to being the one Billy Gunn because he's away from Road Dog. Road Dog, by the way, at this moment is just. He is a Sean Waltman esque drug addict. 
Well, they wanted to transition him to the backstage. Yeah. Um, and the, I don't and know he, how... And he transitioned to the very backstage? Nice, which is the dumpster. Yeah, he transitioned to sleeping on the street of, streets of Florida for... <laughs> oh, just sleeping in the locker room. Sleep, sleep, sleep. Oh, you didn't know. Well, you're as better. <laughs> Invite me in so I could take a shower in your sink. <laughs> um, this is also... This is also, by the way, 2018 and age. You know what else happens in 2018 and age? Just so everyone has context. Jim Cornette comes in. Jim Cornette comes in and also get no. Jim Cornette also comes in and then gets fired. Yeah, but Jim Cornette's the like authority figure on TV as well. He is the authority on figure on TV, and then he gets fired um, uh, over Vince Russo for some reason claiming that uh, Hernandez and Sting beat each other with bats, and then both stand up and have a dark match, and he uh, threatened to rip his eyes out. <laughs> I believe that's what he threatened. I maybe either Jim Hurd or Vince Russo. He threatened to rip the eyes out of in a meeting, and then I do. I do know this is true, which is he then wrote an elaborate death fantasy of Vince Russo to Terry Taylor, who then showed it to Vince Russo, and then Jim Cornette was fired for uttering threats, and he's like. I didn't fucking say it to him. And you're like, he does have a point, to be honest. <laughs> this is insane that this was 11 years ago. And I understand why Cornette was so angry, where it's like, he's watching Matt Morgan, who he made, who he always thought could have been a huge megastar, just be fucked by TNA. Yeah, he's after Matt Morgan has been fucked by the W. Is this before or after Matt Morgan was made a stutterer in the WWF? This was after. To be fair, his TNA gimmick was better than... Wait, didn't he think he was on the moon? Well, there were like... You have to look it up, the specifics of it. But he was one of like four people whose genetics were chosen to be shot onto like Mars or the moon. So his gimmick essentially became... Which I liked was basically... Yeah, but again, you like some real weird shit. Like there's certain things in wrestling... That's why I liked... I like because he he basically turned into Venom without saying it. He would just call himself We. He was the tag team champions for a bit, but then that kind of got fucked when he started playing chicken shit heel. It's like, well, if he's this big powerhouse and he's the tag team champions, why is he also scared of Kaz Hayashi? <laughs> yeah, you can't be from space and also be concerned about Kasabian. <laughs> yeah, the indie band Kasabian. <laughs> well, who am I thinking of? Uh, Kazarian. Kazarian. Kazarian works way better. Oh. Oh, what if the Arctic fire show up? Yeah. <laughs> Arcade fire. Damn it. We both fucked up. The Arctic. Oh, you fucking nerd. Arctic as opposed to arcade, you dumb fuck. The Arctic monkeys or whatever. I'm sorry. I listen. When everyone got into that, I got into Slayer. Yeah, me too. Whenever it's also when people are like, "Oh, have you heard the new uh, Kendrick Lamar?" and I was like, "No, nah, man, I'm still listening to DMX." Like, they, they, <laughs> I'm old and I'm embracing it. Uh, I'm not old. I'm right. Oh no, Kendrick is really powerful. Um, I'm sorry, he's not having a party up in here, and so therefore I could give a fuck. <laughs> Where's the party? Where is it up? Yeah. So. Uh, is there sunshine in this song? Because not when DMX is singing, baby. Yeah, yeah. 
So Kip James starts a feud with Matt Morgan because Matt Morgan just fucking attacks him. And uh, Jim Cornette then faces Morgan into being Kip's partner for the Deuces Wild Tag Tournament. Though they And they lost. Kim went on and another brief appearance from television. Uh, sorry, he disappeared from television until the June 5th Impact, where he partnered with Lance Hoyt and James Storm, losing to Morgan and LAX. He's basically reprised his role as, what the fuck do we do with this guy, but we're paying him a lot of money, so we gotta come up with something. So, on August 14th, Kip James was introduced as the Beautiful People's Fashionist. Basically, he's now Rico, and he's managing Billy and Chuck, but Billy and Chuck are women. It's really, it's really good that they were able to JJ Dillon the Billy and Chuck angle into uh, yes. the idea that a guy who um, whose fashion sense was green with red lips and belly tops well into the middle two thousands. They're like, this guy knows fashion. I guarantee he showed up and he was like, hey, ladies, have you thought about just taking one tit out? (laughs) Here's what I like about the Billy Gunn thing is that TNA is so shit, they can't even come up with their new bad ideas for Billy Gunn. (laughs) They're just using old bad ideas or they're like, okay, let's make him the one again. Oh, the one didn't work for the second time because that's a super lazy, shitty gimmick. All right. Well, now he's Rico. Like, here's some other bad gimmicks I... Here's one that Adrian Kronk came up with that I think is one of the best gimmicks I've heard is that a guy who is abducted by aliens... They've... But then he fucked... But then he fucked all the aliens and now he comes to Earth and he uh, thinks all Earth women are disgusting and he loves aliens and his slogan is Earth pussy is dirt pussy. I mean, that's very that's much better than the version of that ha- that was pitched in TNA, which is <laughs> he goes to another planet. He fucks all the aliens. The aliens are super hot and he doesn't he's not attracted to women anymore imagine, or men. Do you imagine what the Jim Cornette experience will be the week that that wrestler debuts? Like the first <laughs> that he w- went to outer space, seventy minutes of it with just Jim Cornette, <laughs> just screaming bloody. Gaga. Mur- no, he w- there will be no words. It it would just be like you'll hear retching and like this. He'll rupture his guts. Like he'll be he'll be shitting oh, yeah. blood. Because Disco Inferno uh, did pitch an alien invasion of TNA. I'm saying you don't see the aliens. That the alien he just has been to outer space. <laughs> oh no 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 no! I see what you're saying. I'm just letting you know what you're talking talking about. In some ways, were was pitched. It was also in the same creative packet as um, uh, repackaging a wrestler as an evil building named Bill, D- uh, evil architect named Bill Ding. <laughs> <laughs> that's good what's another bad angle they could have come up with for him? for billy gunn it, the, it in yeah. a tribute to his other uh gimmicks here's the thing that i'm surprised they didn't do in tna is call him the original cowboy and put him with um america's most wanted and or beer money incorporated and just basically be like he was i was you before you were you and reference the smoking guns even that's fine Go backwards even farther. Do something. Yeah. Have him be a rodeo clone. Have him be a baby. Just have him be a baby. Oh, Billy Gunn, you were a baby. I like that. (laughs) He gets a concussion. He thinks he's a baby again. 
I mean, here's the issue, the main issue is why TNA is so, is real weird in 2008 is they did not know they knew they th- thought Hogan and Bischoff were coming in, so it was going to be a total restructure of the fucking 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 uh, company company. Yeah, they had, and this was the other thing is the people. The people, uh, people were really excited about their women's division back in around this time because this was when you had Gail Kim, you have a, you have Awesome Kong, you have ODB who was fucking great, but they never really like used as well as I thought they should have. I will say this: ODB should have changed her name because by going by that, everyone uh, was just like, o- oh, that's old funny. dirty bitch." I loved it. One dirty bitch, you fucking idiot. If you get anything else wrong about wrestling ever again on this podcast, the podcast is over, and I am going to make you look at my butt when poo comes out of it. And then uh, she was, uh, and then she would just talk, and then she would just always hit her own fake tits and be like, this shit's is fake. <laughs> like, that is fantastic stuff. She was great, and I actually don't know why she hasn't gotten, there's a few people that I'm just like, why haven't they brought them in now? Uh, she's a bartender. I think, and like has her own bar, and it's kind of like I don't want to give that up to just be like, okay, I'm in the WWF. Well, first of all, we have to change your name, and second of all, you can't wrestle like you want to wrestle. So now we've stripped everything you like about wrestling uh, for you. Also, Vince McMahon thinks you're ugly, so we're gonna need you to wear a hijab. Yeah, <laughs> your new character is the Towers. A um, couple of things. Uh, you are no longer ODB. Uh, Vince McMahon also thinks that you are some sort of barnyard animal, and uh, so you can't go in the locker room. He wants you to uh, live in this pen. And then visit. Yeah, exactly. Whoa, 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 whoa. Pretty goat. <laughs> Pretty goat. OD, ODB reminds him of JYD, and that's who you are now. You're JYD the girl, and that's your whole actual full name. And he doesn't think you're a girl. He thinks you're a boy also. And he thinks I'm a boy. John. Yes, Dylan. In December, it was announced on TNA's website that the company had extended an invitation to the United States vice presidential candidate, how much more 2008 can you get than Sarah Palin? What are you talking about? What are you fucking talking about? They did the WWF thing, if you remember. Oh, where... no. Why would you do this? I don't remember anything about This is actually pretty funny. They All right, so the, the beautiful people extended an invitation to not Sarah Palin, but their husband, who they considered to be attractive. And uh, <laughs> just them hit. I think the idea of sending a letter to someone's wife being like, I want to fuck your husband is pretty good. Uh, but then it gets great because a Governor Palin parody character, often referred to as the governor, ap- uh, appeared on December 4th. And Love and Sky were oblivious to the governor being an imposter, resulting in some skits where Kip tried to convince them that they were being fooled and everyone else called them stupid. The governor, meanwhile, convinced the duo that they had a they would have a makeover that would make them worthy of her cabinet. The makeover included frumpy clothes, no makeup, and unstyled hair. On January 15th, Taylor Wilde and Roxy revealed that they'd all been a ruse to humiliate the beautiful people who, in Wilde's opinion, were making a mockery of TNA's women's division. After this, they had mud dropped from the, from the ceiling, Vince Russo. The following week, the beautiful people were brutally attacked by the governor, backstage until Kip stopped them after a sufficient beating. February 5th, the beautiful people uh, exacted revenge on Roxy and Wild in a tag match and put paper bags over their heads. However, their revenge was cut short when the governor made the save. 
here's where TNA is the best is that Go on. usually, right? Yeah. You just have that as a one-off thing. Like I think that Vince McMahon had like a, a Barack and no, Vince McMahon had a had one presidential campaign. He had uh, imposters of Bush and I think John Kerry had, fight in the he ring. He had them yell at each other. I know he had Trump. Yeah. And Rosie O'Donnell have a match, which that's that's what I'm thinking. <laughs> they had she had Trump and Rosie have a match. One time. He's had Bill, he, for some reason, got obsessed with Bill Clinton imposters showing up at events. So in yeah. WrestleMania 10, they have they claim it's Bill Clinton. And they, they clearly get yeah. in trouble because at one point, like whoever is doing commentary with Vince McMahon at WrestleMania 10, I think it might be Jerry Lawler, just straight up says, it's Bill Clinton. Which they, you can't do. Like, you can't be like, oh, it's the actual president. And they basically, because they were like clearly being caged. And you're like, oh, it's him. It's the chief. It's, ah, ha, Which is why, of course, you wouldn't this say it's is, Sarah Palin. You'd be like, oh, it's the governor. She's from Alaska. Yeah. Still not as good as turning a Sarah Palin impersonator into a character who actually beats up your, like, best thing you have going in a whole division which they did, and we're going to. Here's what I'm going to say about um, I'm going to say about the Sarah Palin being included in TNA. This is where Vince, uh, Vince Russo got the idea, and it brings us back to Lisa Ann, who we talked about at the top of the show, which is she started Ooh. a Sarah Palin parody porn called Nalen Palin, <laughs> <laughs> and I guarantee That's Vince Russo was yakking off to that. Was like, bro, there's a good idea. She's like a crazy governor, bro. And then he based the governor character off of that porn star and had no idea who Sarah Palin was. Because there's no way he follows the news at all. <laughs> he only knows things through porn parodies? <laughs> he only th knows things through porn parodies or like weird Christian new metal songs. Bro, I got this idea, bro. It's a pirate character. I saw it on Blowjobs of the Caribbean, bro. <laughs> That's where he he actually sent in the um, oh fuck, what was the 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 Paul Bircher pirate character? And it's after he watched that Jesse Jane pirates porn movie that was advertised heavily when I was in university in Montreal. Because yes, it was. It was the it was the uh, it was the highest uh, the most money they'd ever spent on a pornography. Yeah, so they spent $1,000. <laughs> this one has catering. Yeah. For crew only. It's not just crew only. <laughs> it's not just cocaine put on the top of a beer can. You put that fucking bun down. Drink it, then they're both in there. Jesse, <laughs> you put the bun down. You don't deserve it. Put the fucking bun down. <laughs> All right, so we're going to take a break, and then we're going to come back, because maybe it'll be time for Empire Sexy. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> You're going to learn after the break. Welcome to episode six, Billy Gunn. We can't believe we've talked this long. I've been, uh, I've been, I've been putting a cup on my skin mound where my dick is, so it actually makes my cock bigger. That's the start of this ad. Oh, Please go to patreon.com backslash wrestler review <laughs> and donate and donate to us. Five dollars gets you exclusive access to our Patreon feed and episodes ahead of time. For 25 bucks, you can select a wrestler to review. One guy did Buck Zumoff, who's a pedophile rapist, and we still reviewed him. God damn it, we have no allegiances. 
go to Patreon to hear the Box Zoom Off episode, also known as the time where two friends are pushed to the fucking edge. <laughs> yo, 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 yo. Patreon.com backslash rest review or rate us on iTunes. Subscribe. Throw yourself out a fucking window. Who gets a shit? Oh, what a great show you're listening to. Halfway done. Time for some fun. I, I hate this. Uh, hey, everybody. Come and see my Edinburgh show at the Edinburgh Fringe Festival every day at 930 at the Monkey Barrel 2. Please buy tickets uh, ahead of time. Tickets are surprisingly moving, which is not something I'm used to in my career. And then stick around at 11 o'clock. I'm watching wrestling and doing comedy and commentary with Colt Cabana at 11 o'clock. Also at the Monkey Barrel 2. And Dylan Gott will be appearing on one of the shows August. What day, Dylan? August 6th, 11 p.m. Come to the show. Jack off in the back. Don't listen. Close your eyes. Jack Close off. Close your eyes, and at the, we'll know that we'll all know the show is over when we're covered in the viscous fluid of wrestling fans. Mmm, 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 mmm. That's my impression of Dylan trying to think. It sounds like everyone trying to shit. <laughs> oh, I jack off. I jack off to think. Really? Yeah. I don't really think unless I'm nutting. <laughs> you must be a real devil trying to get a mortgage application. Uh, I need to do my taxes. Yeah. That's me thinking. <laughs> John only gets his thinking done when he's stalking and murdering six-year-olds. Um, they can be older. I mean, I don't do that. <laughs> the hunt is when they're eight. Mm, no, I stalk them throughout their life. The hunt begins with... But I know my prey. <laughs> That's fucked. That's super fucked. <laughs> but it's cool. I'm an open-minded guy when it comes to murdering toddlers. I mean, you're not an open-minded guy at all. You, When the mics are off, it's literally, it sounds like Dylan's holding a clan meeting inside his own mouth. That's because I am. Do you know what the clan is? Yeah, they're a bunch of fun guys. Uh, I don't know. They have a weekly uh, darts tournament. That's only what I do. I don't know. It's hard to find uh, people to hang out with in this area of the city. So you gotta you gotta go to the Legion and hang out with the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Ah, Legions, welcome to Canada. Come in this place. It's a place for the military. To get sidetracked by uh, more Jim Cornette things, which is now a subsection of this podcast. Goddamn right it is. There was the Colonel. Not Kirshner, but he was a character. Oh, God. And Cornette loved him. The Colonel, I forget in what territory, but anyway, I, a listener of the show sent me uh, a message being like, hey, how come you don't review these guys? And it was just a guy who just with a bunch of Nazis around him. And Cornette was like, oh, beautiful heel work in the 80s. <laughs> he was just doing the laziest, like, we're fucking Nazis. Blah, blah, blah. I love Nazis. At least Kip. James, and now wrestling's gotten to a point where you can't do that bullshit. You can't just, like, normalize being a Nazi. I disagree. It's not that they've normal they've not normalized being a Nazi. What they've literally done is financially contributed to the campaign of an actual one becoming president. I'm woke. That's true. That's true. The ultimate heel move. Yeah. I guarantee Vince McMahon literally is looking at a photo of Fritz von Erich and saying, your move, now that he's helped elect a president. <laughs> he's yelling at Ver- Vern Gagne's grave. What have you fucking done? <laughs> Meltzer had a great tweet, which was essentially, um, someone asked, like, would Vince McMahon have supported the, or done a show for the Nazis? And Vern Gagne, and Meltzer was like, absolutely he would have. Yes, <laughs> he, there's no question he would have. He would have been like, it's a free market. 
I mean, the idea that you're asking clearly shows a level of naivete to the wrestling product you're enjoying. That you would be like... I think he... Yeah. Like, and by the way, he would do a show for the Nazis now. Like, not then, no <laughs> idea. They sold all the seats. Yeah. Who am I to fucking judge? Who the fuck am I? Like, that's also... It's the very interesting <laughs> thing about old school wrestling people is that they're just like, like, doesn't matter who they are. As long as they give me money, oh, they're white, that's really good. The JYD was the best fucking wrestler that ever, uh, anyone's ever fucking seen. But they're still like, we'll just drop some hard fucking raced. It's like listening to Dylan Cook. <laughs> yeah, buddy. They all come out. So can you understand this? The stable uh, of the beautiful people had a subsection in it. Which was called, which uh, Madison uh, Rain was formally uh, revealed as the initiate to a, a sorority group within it called My Pie Sexy. <laughs> Is there more Vince Russo <laughs> than being like, I want, bro, I want to call the stable, I have a tight pussy, but I can't figure out how to do it. W w was Thick Cunt Make You Come? Was that taken as a. As a thing to say. Like, it really seems like it was like, okay, well, we can't say uh, make you nut hard, so we'll go... <laughs> I think make you nut hard was probably another one of the ideas they had. Yeah, make you go goo in your pantaloon? No. Yeah, well, you know what? The governor even made it to Destination X when... He she was part of a team that faced off against the beautiful people. That's how fucking committed to this bullshit character they were. Amazing. You say amazing. I say thank goodness. <laughs> Billy Gunn is removed from TV for a short bit um, because he was becoming a road agent in the back. Of course, that didn't last. He was back in their corner because, God damn it, um, he's just kind of standing there the whole time and, uh, he was removed from the, his profile, sorry, was removed from the TNA website, December 29th, 2009, confirming his departure from the promotion, um, is reported that his contract simply expired and he just kind of like comes by on a gig to gig basis, uh, being backstage for a while, seeing if they can use them. Um, later, Billy and Road Dog would explain that TNA was getting a lot of back, uh, getting rid of a lot of backroom staff to ring to Jeff Jarrett at this time. On top of that, Road, Road Dog had been brought back at a road agent at being, after being fired, then turned up completely fucked up at a meeting and got fired again. This reflected on Billy as they were a package deal at the time. In addition, it got back to Dixie Carter that Dick, Billy was unhappier with his role than he actually was. TNA and Billy disagreeing on him performing in the ring going forward uh, is TNA wanted him to completely retire and Billy wanted to do some uh, punch punch take a bump for a bit and this is where it gets real fun because uh, September 2010 he's unemployed has been for about nine months really Billy Gunn is heavy into the pills he loves them and uh, he goes full Mel Gibson as in, he produces an excellent movie and the best of all of his movies, Lethal Weapon 4. <laughs> he um, he uh, made Apocalypto. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mel. Uh, I, I, Kip Sop was actually the ghostwriter of The Passion of the Christ. <laughs> no, that's not true. What he did was he 
Um, he called. So he he is divorced now, and a woman who he had an extramarital affair uh, with releases voicemails uh, to the press. And here are some quotes. I hate Jews. Mm-hmm. And... He wished her motherfucking car would explode and that her ex-boyfriend beat her up. I like that. All of the tapes are off the internet now, unfortunately. Or else they would be my ringtone on my phone. There, the 2010 was such an interesting time because it was um, legitimately, fucking legitimately, no one realized what the internet was or could be. So it was just a time when it would be like, Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll call up my girlfriend and let her know that um, I want her to eat my shit because she didn't make my fucking dinner. And then um, they would do that. And evidently, you could do that for the last 50 years until right now when it was like, um, you know, I could just record that and put it on the Internet. And it was like, the what? The inner what? No. This is the interesting thing where, like, do you think that this happens as much as it used to or less because this is a time where the like Mel Gibson thing was it was the like beginning of the end of it because people were like oh I I gotta do this with I gotta go unplugged with this no more record of my madness no I mean because like when you get angry at someone you don't really call them anymore you don't really leave voicemails you just text something and then if you're kind of have your wits about you get get your wits about you then you just delete it Because you're like, oh, fuck. (laughs) I was about to say some jacked up shit. (laughs) Yeah, no, it's way more more in-person now. Ooh, it's way more in-person. John, you would know. uh, Of course. But that's what it is. It's way more more things are said face-to-face for exactly this reason. And people that are going to say crazy-ass shit will never commit it to any sort of record. Yeah. Um, We should say this. After leaving TNA... um, he, of course, reunites with uh, BG James to reform the New Age Outlaws, and they were actually using Billy Gunn and Road Dog as their ring names up until the WWF or WWE um, filed a copyright suit, which I, like, alright, I get it. I get um, not wanting him to be Billy Gunn and them to be the New Age Outlaws in TNA. Like, I really get that. But, like, if he's in some fucking show called T... If he's in TWA Powerhouse... Yes. Why the fuck does it matter? Like, if they're... If they're if they're trying to sell out a high school gym... Like, I feel like the copyright to the name should... They should basically be like, listen... We'll call you on being the New Age Outlaws if you try and be the New Age Outlaws on TV or with another promotion that you have an exclusive deal with that's actually a competitor to us. Otherwise, do your fucking bullshit. Like, do whatever bullshit indie you need to to make 600 bucks. Well, I don't give a shit about that. That'll drive your price up, being, you know, the New Age Outlaws. So you're saying why? Uh, well, the why is you have to protect the copyright because if they're using it other places, it could be an argument that you no longer have the copyright, so therefore they would get it, is why the WWE is protective of it. Also, it's Vince McMahon, and it's like, Vince McMahon, I guarantee, in his mind, he invented, oh, you didn't know, because he once screamed that at Eddie Graham, uh, on Eddie Eddie Graham committed suicide. Vince McMahon yelled, oh, you didn't know, Um, but I'm going to make sure that your son also kills himself in 30 years. 
and it's a, it's a weird thing that Vince McMahon yelled that at a man as he was dying. I get that though. I I would I would yell that too. Yeah, it's weird. You don't respect death. No, I don't, bro. Death's just another form of life, bro. And then that's when the fucking guitar solo starts. Yeah, but it'd be a. The other thing that he does at this time period uh, is he does some shoot interviews, and every shoot interview it's him and Billy Gunn, very similar to some of the click shoot interviews of this time, where it's just. Let's give some wrestlers some wine and then see what crazy ass truth they come up with. Like it's like Hulk Hogan's gay, Shawn Michaels is a piece of shit. Um Triple H uh, not only did he fuck Stephanie, he fucked Shane. Macho Man Randy Savage fucked <laughs> Stephanie. Like this is where all of the great shoot interview bullshit comes from. Batista has a big dick. Like all of it is from about those five guys just getting hammer drunk and talking into cameras well they ran into problems with the outlaws when they're first run in tna because they were doing a lot of shoot interviews and being fucked up because when you're in a workplace where you don't think you have any place to advance and there's no upward mobility then you're gonna be fucked up like there's gonna be no system then why would you really try if you know you're gonna be here no matter what why would you really try also, I would say this, doing this show has taught me how predatory shoot interviews are, where it's like, is he at a low point? Uh, no, he just left the company. He's kind of like spending time with his family. We'll wait then. We'll wait four months till it sets in he has no job, that his dreams are over. No, no. Then we'll show up and ask him about Triple H. What's weird is, unless they were a booker and then shoot interviews just become them literally explaining the entire um, fucking thing. Yeah. Then and like being really fucking crazy self-important. Jim Cornette, J.J. Dillon, Kevin Sullivan, all totally fine, totally cool, all that sort of stuff. Big time. If you were a world champion on a shoot interview, get ready to be sad. Yeah, of course. Unless you're Barry Windham, in which case you're just like (laughs) trying to you're trying to like blend in with the backdrop and you just do not want anyone to talk. But Barry Windham was never the world champion. He was just like he Barry Windham is amazing because so many people are like, Oh, he was the best wrestler for two years and then anytime you watch any of those matches, it's just like this tall man just seems sad that he's not sleeping. <laughs> this guy just doesn't want to be alive. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and like you even see him now and he's just like, Oh yeah, and, um, if I had the will to use machinery, I would fucking kill myself, but instead I'll just let <laughs> alcohol do its job. I'm Amish, so I'll just let it happen slowly over the course of time, drifting into the wind, as all we all do. And that's how I lost to Rick Steiner. Um, people ask me why I'm sad. It probably all started when I, I was jacking off and my cum came out like consomme. So, um, this is where things start to turn around for Billy Gunn, and in the last episode of our Billy Gunn series, we'll be talking about it, but he gets straight in 2012, he finally ditches all them pills, him and the road dog dump the pills into a river, and the river explodes, because that's how potent those pills were. Uh, and uh, they come they back to the WWE. Of, they dump a bunch of pills into the Gulf of Mexico. Those pills were used to uh, plug up the hole created that created the uh, Deepwater Horizon oil spill. 
<laughs> exactly. Ch- Chernobyl is reversed when they dump the pills onto Chernobyl. Now Chernobyl is the safest and most pleasant rainforest in the You know what they credit with uh, keeping them sober, and it's the most cringy thing in the world. Um, casually just watching traffic accidents on YouTube where they know people die. Twitter. That's terrifying. Anytime we want to drink, we just go on Twitter. Wow, I was like immediately I said that I was like it was Road Dog that said it, and I was like I gotta check Road Dog's Twitter to see if you can identify, um, uh, which one, and I couldn't find one, but it was just like oh god, I feel like there's gonna be ones you can really tell, like some they're fine, and then other ones you just like. I want to fucking, I'm going to fucking cut this fucking kid's head off just because he's fucking <laughs> my kid asleep. <laughs> John, what's your favorite thing about this era of the one, the masterpiece? What do they call him? The mastermind? The megastar, Billy Gunn. He didn't die. This could have definitely been a... Um, yeah. Yeah, he could have yeah, died. This could have been an, an Andrew Test Martin and TNA moment where just the Billy Gun goes into a hotel room and then makes the huh, huh, noise and then bye bye. I think he was fucked up, but I think that like Billy Gun, the thing about him, uh, this is I don't know the man personally. I mean, that's not a surprise. Why did you say that through bated breath? Like that's not. We're not shocked that you don't know Billy Billy Gun. Because I don't like making assumptions about someone's character when I don't know them personally. Yes, like you do. You, I can tell. You do like doing that. Racist. You're a racist. Uh, Me, not a racist. I'm not. I know myself personally. I know I'm a fucking forward-thinking guy. Not true. I love the world. When Di- you Dylan, you voted, you voted for Trump, and they were like, "You don't live here. You're not a citizen." And you said, "Well, just just count it in the other box of people who would have." Keep my enemies close. Keep my enemies closer. That's what I always say. That's the that's the phrase. That is the phrase. So what I'm saying is I don't think that he was ever out of control with his drug use unless until he got to TNA. And then he kind of was so like, because it's a lot to think of because he's basically in semi-retirement wherein TNA is making him rehash the same old gimmicks he did before. They don't want to push him as a singles wrestler. They just want him to be in a tag team. And then the moment he does go singles, when Road Dog leaves, he's now reprising the old valet gimmick that he had when he was at one of his low points. So he's sunk lower than he's ever sunk before because now he's a non-speaking valet for these people. And and that's fucking horrible. And I think that all his quote-unquote pill use before was like he was still lucid and now he's like blackout getting blackout fucked there up there's a grain of good stuff within the beautiful people having a male enforcer it is something that i think we oh i think it's I great think we will get in we won't get in the women's division of the wwf because they couldn't handle the heat of but they should have like charlotte flair or yeah charlotte flair was the bad guy should have had a male second as a fucking fuck you to Ronda and Becky going into WrestleMania. But again, they would never do it because it would be way like it would look way bad. I like I've said that for years that Charlotte should treat men like her dad treated women. I agree. It would be the best booking ever. They will never do it because Vince McMahon, I guarantee, doesn't think women get horny. They just put <laughs> they, they put up with us. I guarantee he says that. I guarantee that's a direct quote. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte couldn't shout out her hotel room. That would cause a lot of problems. Oh, no. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, 
But um, but I mean, like, I think that that'd be funny. If Charlotte shouted out her hotel room, it would look like someone threw a case of cream of mushroom soup at that door within minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Paige would walk by. That's not the NXT belt. <laughs> but yeah, the worst thing about, or the best thing about uh, Billy Gunn during this period is that he did not die. But the beautiful people were a good stable and they had some super funny moments for what they were. It's just that like women's divisions around this time and still today aren't deep enough where you can have mid-card comedy because there's only like... 10 women on each show in the WWF now and well, there's only again, that, but that also goes to don't split up don't split up the fucking division don't yeah and also yeah you don't need for sure also you don't need that much comedy you don't need a comedy character within every division of a wrestling company what you need is one or two comedic characters the attitude era in hindsight has a lot of stuff wrong with it one thing they did very well was the balance of comedy and drama within the fucking company and that was, Godfather would come out, ask people if they wanted to smoke weed, and wanted to fuck, and then he would leave. And that was great. Yeah, what I mean by comedy, sorry, is mid-card. Like, you have to have, if someone's funny and then they get over, then in that small a division, they have to wrestle for the title, because there's no mid-card. They're too, they're too close to the champion to be ignored, if you only have ten people, is what I'm saying. Um, but I think the worst thing about, uh, his run was, um, of this one, which is the beautiful people one is that the megastar, I think the megastar is way worse than him being a male valet because I think him being a male valet is perfect because it's exactly how you should use an old talent like that. Not like, obviously like the fact that he put up with it is great, but you see the old talent, so someone's flipping by and they think, is that Billy Gunn? What the fuck is Billy Gunn doing? And then now they're intrigued and then they watch the show. Versus the megastar where it's like you flip by and you're like, I guess Billy Gunn's the best person on this company? And then you don't watch the company ever again because uh, that no is, one wants to see Billy great, Gunn as the champion. It's a great point and a great hangover from um, what The Rock did to him at the end of the Attitude Era, weirdly. Is it still that? That still hangs over his head. Well, I mean, he never, like he said, we said it in the first episode, this guy never wanted to really be on the microphone. He just liked the action of being in the ring wrestling. He never really wanted to be a wrestler. He never really liked it. Like, he's been pretty open of like, I want to be a cow, I want to be a I want to be a rancher. Yeah, but, the, you know, the, he liked the action of wrestling, of putting on the show, but he never liked the part where you got up and you're like, you're a fucking bitch. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Because that's the part that's like stupid and fake to him. Like, he's not going to actually be mad at The Rock. He's not going to pretend he's mad at The Rock. He just I mean, wants to, he like, should fucking... be mad at The Rock. That's the one. That, that's the funny thing about the situation is he should be real pissed off at The Rock. Billy Gunn should have been the movie star. It should be Billy Gunn and Fast and the Furious. Yeah, it should be called uh, Two Ass, Two Ass. <laughs> two Ass, Too Curious. Mm <laughs> I think that Billy Gunn should just replace Paul Walker in the Fast and Furious franchise as Paul Walker's character and they should never say anything. He looks enough like him. What's your what's the worst thing about Billy Gunn during this period that for you? That they haven't done that with the Paul Walker character from Too Fast Too Furious? Uh that would be the the first worst thing. Um ooh, the worst thing about 
I kind of want to also say that he didn't die. It's part of it is also the worst thing is that he didn't die and that we had, he had to live through all. Of <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go with that. That he all yeah he didn't die. He 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 continued. He should have died. Stubbornly continued to live. It. I think that this Billy, is, this I is think it's bad, good he's alive. The, personally, the, this is how bad this period is. Is that the best thing is that he didn't die, and the worst thing is that he didn't die. Two episodes on TNA, guys. We fucking did it. Thank you very much for listening. John, promote your bullshit. Go to my show in Edinburgh. Come to my wrestling show in Edinburgh. Also, if you live near Vince Russo, I want you to just get a baby diaper and throw it at his car. This, every time <laughs> we read about TNA, a company, by the way, that's 16 years old at this point. 17 years old? Oh, yeah. 16 or 17 years old. And... Could have been what AEW is quickly becoming. AEW, by the way, could quickly become what TNA has become as well. It is fucking abhorrent. The amount of talent, the amount of good people they had in there, in bad times in their life, of course, but still. And they fucking couldn't... Like, this podcast has been very much an eye-opener in a bunch of things, and one of the big things is how awful TNA has been for so long. Yeah, and it's, like, awful in, like, 17 separate ways. They just keep changing the ship and never once are, like, let's just do some normal wrestling and then add in some complicated stuff. They just, they went full Russo for too long, and it fucking destroyed the entire company. Well, Vince Russo essentially worked there for most of the company. Like, he's worked there for 14, 15 years. That's why they got kicked off Spike, because Spike was like, D- I don't want this guy on the writing staff anymore, and Dixie Carter was still emailing with him. Like, Vince Russo was like pro-wrestling Rasputin. Yeah. Like, he's awful. No fans appreciate him. I don't know who the fuck listens to his podcast. Like, when he did that whole thing of AEW and the WWF are in cahoots, it was like, you're a fucking more. You don't know how business works. I think he's just, like you said in the previous episode, he's just saying shit to get people to listen. He doesn't care what he says. Like, it's, it's, it's fucking Oh, nuts. no, we are, we are two weeks away from him literally being, like, just the, he'll, he is the Alex Jones of the wrestling world already, and he will start saying, like, Sandy Hook was an inside job. Which is nuts, because the wrestling world has so many actual flat earthers in it, both in and out of the ring. Oh, yeah. Also, here's the thing, flat earthers, Scientologists out here. Where some people are offended on their behalf, and I do not respect it. I respect it. I think everyone has a view, uh, a right to their views on the, how the Earth is definitely flat. It's flat, John. If you are a f- use your eyes. If you're a flat earther and you listen to this podcast, you are not welcome here. Fuck off with your fucking dumb fucking soft head, and suck my ass. Well, now our listeners went to zero. You are, you are. If you are a flat earther, you're Billy Gunn in 2018. TNA. That's that's what your entire life is. I hope that I re- release this. Our patrons go down to zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that means I'm done yeah. here. <laughs> I thought you would also be flat. Your fucking Patreon contributions, fuckos. Fine. And then we'll have to be like, well, you know what? flat the earth is flat <laughs> oh yeah anyway guys thanks so much for listening uh join us on facebook the wrestler review podcast join us on twitter and instagram at wrestler review if you'd like to donate donate at patreon patreon.com backslash wrestler review that's patreon.com backslash wrestler review thanks very much for listening and we'll be back with billy gun part fucking seven next week and revealing who we'll be talking about for the next million weeks.
next week. Mm, Suck us off. That person will be Hornswoggle. The Swags. That's not a bad idea, actually. <laughs> That's not a bad idea. But we will do him at some point. All right. See you next week. I hate our. I hate us.